let's turn our Bibles to uh, John's, uh, the book of Romans. Last week, we described to us how the inward witness works. And we are going to continue in, about, uh, in line with that. We're going to continue talking about that today. Amen. Um, let's check. Romans, let's begin with the book of Romans, chapter 6. Romans chapter 6, and I'll walk my way back a bit. Romans chapter 6. It says, likewise, in verse, uh, uh, verse 10, talking about Jesus, it says, in that he died, he died unto sin once. How many times did he die to sin? He died to sin once. Jesus died unto sin once. Okay? So which is that Jesus would not die regarding sin again. Perfect sacrifice. Okay? But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. So has Jesus died? Yes. Is he alive? Yes. But he's living, living unto God. Praise God. Let's check how some other translations put it. Praise God. Uh, let's check this. Yeah. He said in verse 10, but when he died, he died once and for all, as far as sin is concerned. But now that he is alive, he lives for God. So, he is he died once, but he he lives continually. Praise God. He is continually living. Praise God. So, which means that is at no time is he going to die again. Now, in verse 11, which is where we're going, likewise, which means, likewise means in the same manner, in the same way, reckon you also yourselves to be dead indeed to sin. So Jesus died once to sin. We also have died once to sin. He says that we should reckon ourselves that way. We should count ourselves to be dead to sin. He said, reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hmm. It's interesting. He says that we should count ourselves we should account ourselves. We should see ourselves. Then when we want to think about ourselves as we got to say, he said that we are dead. We should reckon in our mind that we are dead to sin. Our mind has got to grasp this. It's got to be settled in our hearts that we are dead to sin. Can you say to yourself, I am dead to sin? Yeah. Say it again. I am dead to sin. Glory to God. 
Come on, say it the third time. I am dead to sin. We are not going to die to sin. Amen. We are dead to it. Now, and the, 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 the opposite is true. He says we are now alive unto God. When you say somebody is alive to, to something, it means that he's awakened to it. It means that he's conscious of it. Hallelujah. Well, he's living in the consciousness of it. Hallelujah. He's, we are actually alive. We are alive to God. So which means we are not dead to him. We are alive to God. We are in union with him. I'm alive unto God. Praise God. And that makes, that's, it's, it's, it's a whole lot of implication that gives us. When it says that we are alive to God, it means that you and I, you, I mean, God and us, uh, we, 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 we can relate with one another. Praise God. We, we are in tune with ourselves. We are in fellowship with ourselves. Amen. You are not trying to be alive. You are alive under God. So if we, the implication of that, what we are sharing is that because we are alive to God, amen, we, 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 we can, we, we have the capacity to be led by him, to know when he's speaking to us, to, to, to recognize his voice, to recognize his leadings, because we are alive to him. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, a person can be in a place and not be alive to what is happening around me. But no, we are not. We are, we are citizens of heaven, sons of God. We are alive to God. Why are we alive to him? Look at it. He said we are alive to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So when did we become alive to him? We became alive to him when we received Jesus into our hearts. Amen. We became alive to him when we received Jesus into our heart. And the implication of that is therefore, right? look at Ezekiel. Let's go to Ezekiel. We've, we've read this scripture a couple of times in this series. Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 36. And uh, verse 26, he said, A new heart also will I give, a new spirit will I put within. So, why are we alive to him? Because he has put a new spirit within us, he has given us a new heart. The heart was the problem. The Bible says that he has given us a new heart. So your heart is alive to God. Amen. Romans chapter 8. We also saw this scripture last. Romans chapter 8. Verse, uh, verse 9. He said, you are not in the flesh. So you are alive to God means you are, are not in the flesh. But you are in the spirit. How do I know I'm in the Spirit? Because I have the Spirit of God 
dwelling in me. Now anyone that does not have the spirit of Christ is none of these. So, we are alive to God because we have the spirit. So the believer, what am I driving at? The believer does not have a problem with being led. Because you have the spirit. Hallelujah. In the first place, like I said with us last, we received the Holy Ghost and he bears witness with our spirit that we are sons of God. That's verse uh, 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 16 of Romans chapter 8. Sons of God are led. Why are we led? We are led because we are sons of God. It is not the leading in that sense that makes us sons of God. Even though, yes, he led us out of the flesh. He led us into the spirit. So we actually are in the atmosphere of the spirit. We are alive unto God. So I says, oh, I'm finding it difficult to hear God. No, maybe, maybe God is far away from me. No, we are alive to him. Hallelujah. We are alive to him. So now, if we are alive to him, and we have the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God in our spirit, remember 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, also tells us that we are one, we are, we, we, uh, we are one spirit with him. So the Holy Ghost is you, your your spirit is, and the, and the Holy Ghost are one. Amen. So your spirit is holy because the Holy Spirit is there. Amen. Now, if we have this witness in ourselves, thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's begin to look at some practical things that will also help us to fine-tune the leading of the Spirit or our understanding of the leading of the Spirit. Let's, let's, learn, let's learn a few things tonight. Praise God. First John chapter 5, verse 10. First John chapter 5. He that believes on the Son has the witness in himself. Which means that we do not have, uh, we do not lack guidance because we permanently have this witness in ourselves. So, child of God, you don't lack guidance. Why? The Spirit of God that guides is in you. Now, what happens then? Why is it that it looks as if we don't have guidance? We don't have, it's because we have not, we are having a challenge with recognizing it. 
Why? Roman, Proverbs chapter 20, 27. The spirit of man is the candle of the law. Search it. Hear me out. If the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, and we do not seem to see, it therefore means it's not that the candle is not lit, it's because the candle seems to be hidden. Something seems to be blocking the lights. You know, if I take a torchlight and I put on the torchlight, okay, and the, a dark room gets brightened, and I put my hand to cover the torchlight completely so that there is no ray of light that will pass through. You know what will happen to the, to the, to the room? the room will get darker again. Why? Is it because there is no light? No, it's because the light has been heated, has been covered, has been blocked. Okay? Now, so, uh, if I once I remove my hand, what happens? The whole room gets flooded again. So, for us, therefore, to be able to get and recognize the leading of the spirit, of the spirit by the inward witness, we have got to uncover. We have got to remove whatever is blocking it. Amen. Whatever may be blocking it, where is it from? Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians 4 verse 17. Glory. Glory. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 17. I think we read this scripture to last. He said, This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity or the fruitlessness of their mind, having the understanding darkened. So he tells us how the unbeliever walks. The unbeliever walks in the futility or, the, or, 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 or vanity of their mind. How? How? Having their understanding darkened. Amen. So, it means that when it comes to 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 the to leading to the receiving leading receiving light, it has our it has to do a lot to do with our mind. If our spirit man is perfect then our mind will be the place where the blockade can arise. Where the blockade can happen. He said their understanding is darkened. Where is the understanding? The understanding is with your mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
So the mind of man is very important when it comes to downloading things from the spirit realm, amen, into the physical. Your mind, my mind has got to grab it. If my mind cannot comprehend it, hallelujah, amen. If there is a blockade on my mind, then it means that light will not be able to come out. Where is the light? The light is in my spirit. There is no problem with that place because it says a new spirit I will give you. And has he given us? He has. And my spirit is a candle of the Lord. But I need to understand with my mind. I need to be able to comprehend with my mind. My mind has got to be in a position to decipher it. Remember last week we said that the inward witness uh, they are is it's is a rea is a reaction in our spirit when it is ex when our minds are exposed to certain information so it's a reaction hallelujah but look at the mind because the mind has been subjected for so many years and has been bombarded and is still being bombarded by information from the world amen that it can easily yield to the to the to, to, to the dictates to the thoughts to the to the to the reactions from the world what am i saying remember philippians chapter 4 verse 6 he said don't be anxious about anything where is anxiety where does anxiety come from hallelujah where does anxiety take place in man it takes place in our mind mark chapter 4 let's look at mark chapter 4 in mark chapter 4 jesus talking about the parable of the sower he talked about those that fell among thorns he described this look at he said these are they uh, these are they which are sold verse 18 among thorns such as hear the word and the cares of this world what is it the cares what is it what are cares the anxieties. What other words can we use? The worries, the, the, the concerns, the anxieties, the frets, the worries of this world. You see that? So the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the loss of other things. These are things that bombard our mind. Our mind has been schooled over years by, by the world to think in a certain direction. Or the world, rather, has shaped the minds of people to think in certain directions. Hallelujah. And so that, our, if, the, if the 
source and the cares of the world dominate our minds, what will happen? It will quieten, it will darken, it will hide, it will prevent us from recognizing the leading of the spirit by the inward witness. It will be like the light that is shining but has been covered. Amen. That's why in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it tells us that we should continually renew our mind. What the things that you think of the most, how you think, what dominates your thoughts will determine whether you'll be, you'll be able to see the leading, recognize the leading of God or not. The world has created a way we should think. Hallelujah. The world has created a system in which the mind of man should walk. But we now have the Spirit of God. And so that way is what, is what we call walking in the flesh. But the Bible says you are not in the flesh. You are in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of Christ dwells in you. So your mind, my mind, which is where my will comes from, right? I can make up my mind and decide I'm going to do something. That's I am willing to do something. So which means that my will and my mind or rather, my will will align more to the world's thinking and way of doing things, will align more with the world, the more information from the world I feed my mind with. Hallelujah. Amen. That is how the things of the Spirit also work. Glory to God. Let me show you. Let me use uh, speaking with other tongues as a as an example. Follow me. In First Corinthians chapter fourteen. First Corinthians chapter fourteen. I'm just trying to make you know following the inward witness clearer, being able the ability to recognize it to make it clearer. First Corinthians chapter 14. Because the things of the Spirit, they can be clearly known. Amen. Praise God. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 says, Concerning the things of the Spirit, I don't want you to be ignorant. So where is ignorance? Ignorance is in the mind. Praise God. So I don't want you to be ignorant. Look at verse... Uh, uh, verse... 14. If I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? Verse 15. I will pray with the spirit. And I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit. 
and I will sing with the understanding also. <laughs> Did you see that? See the dominant words there. It said, I will, I will. It didn't say the Holy Spirit will open my mouth and force something out. When you got filled with the Holy Ghost, right? Yeah, you received the Spirit and spoke with other tongues, like we have taught. It was you taken out of the Spirit, out of the deposits of the Spirit on the inside of you, and willingly opening your mouth and speaking forth. So, which means that praying or speaking with other tongues, or singing with other tongues, any which one you're doing, is an act of your will. For example, if I tell you now, speak with tongues, you're not going to pray, oh God, please give me the ability to speak in tongues now. No, <laughs> hallelujah. You're just going to do what? You will just decide, yes, I will pray in tongues. Okay, pastor said we should pray in tongues. Let me just pray in tongues. That's, that's, that, that, that's your mind having aligned itself with your spirit. Where is the tongue coming from? From your spirit. What is giving voice to it? Your mouth. Your mind is the one that is willing. That is where the will is coming from. And you say, I will speak in other tongues. That is the way the things of the spirit works. Praise God. That's why the believer, you are not to pray, oh God, please lead me. Oh God, oh God, please. I, 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 I want to I want to be led. Oh God, please just lead me. Oh God, God, please. No. The what the 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 oh I hope you get this tonight. The leading is already in your spirit. The light is already there. What do you do? We are to yield ourselves, align our mind, align our will to the spirit, and then it will flow forth. Hallelujah. And then it what? It will flow forth. How do I get my mind to be in alignment so that my will, right, when it gets involved in this leading of a thing, the inward witness of a thing, right, my, 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 I'll be able to, I'll be able to recognize it. Hallelujah. I said something very important last week, which I want to reiterate in answering that question. And that is that whatever your mind feeds on is what your will will align with. When we feed ourselves with the junk in the world, right? That is where our will will be strengthened. Let me give you an example. If someone feeds himself or herself continually with the, let me use a good example now, with information about exercise, and the person is feeding himself or herself continually about it, you know, 
oh, the importance of exercise, what it will do to your muscle, what it will do to your body, what it will do to your brain, what it will do to your heart, what it will do to, the, to the, your internal organs, how it's going to make you feel younger, this and that, you know, that, and he, he reads volumes about uh, the importance of exercise. What will eventually happen to him? Let's think about it. What will eventually happen to him? Eventually, the willingness to start exercise will start getting stronger and stronger until he starts. Okay? And then, uh, as long as he keeps feeding himself or herself with that information, glory to God, what will happen? That person's will, willingness uh, to 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 to, to ex continue exercising, right? Will be there. It will become a until it becomes a routine for them. You know, there are people who have exercise as a routine. You know, every day, you know, they must they must do an, a, 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 a certain amount of exercise, walk out. You know, go take a walk, or go to the gym, and things like that. The wheels to do it. Nobody pushed them to do it. Hallelujah. So, uh, 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 and when it is time, the exercise time, they just, their mind just, it's, their mind just chills in there. Their mind just chills in there. Their mind is already thinking towards that direction. Hallelujah. You know, and they begin to create space for it. Even when they are sick and are unable to, the whole thing will just be ringing in their mind. Why? Because they have fed themselves so much with the importance of exercise, their mind is now driving them. They are now willing. They, they are willing. Praise God. So someone who does not pray tongues regularly is because it's because that person, right, does not have, uh, 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 uh. he has not fed himself enough with, uh, he has not fed his mind enough. His mind has not come to understand and grasp enough the importance of praying in tongues. Hallelujah. So the will, therefore, is not strong. Hallelujah. So when, so same thing, and when it comes to the leading Getting to recognize the inward witness, feed feed yourselves with the word more. The more you feed yourself with the word, the more your mind and your will will align. Let me let's let's take the analogy of 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 the mind. Let's go back to. Uh, First Peter chapter, first uh, Corinthians chapter fourteen, verse fifteen. We are said we are using the tongues analysis analogy. Verse fifteen says, "I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the understanding." What does praying with the spirit mean? It means praying in other tongues. Okay, praying in other tongues. So in other words, he said, "I will pray in other tongues." I will pray in the understanding. What does it mean by praying in understanding? It means I will pray in the language 
right, that is understood by me and by men. Now, take note, he said, I will. He didn't say the Spirit of God will force me or the Spirit of God will move me. Why? Because tongues is a deposit on the inside of me. If I say, church, let's pray tongues. You will not say, oh, pastor said we should pray in tongues. Holy Spirit, please, I want you to just help me now. Please, make me to be able to speak with tongues. Give me the ability to speak in tongues. No, you will not do that. What will you do? Immediately, you will just start praying in tongues. Now, if you can pray in other tongues, right, and you decide that, okay, I am not going to pray in tongues, even though pastor said, let us pray tongues, right? Who decided that? It's you. You decided it as an act of your will. You aligned your will to it. You have said, I'm not going to pray tongues. And then and I use the analogy of, of uh, someone who exercises. When someone gets to feed himself or no before i say that let me let me continue this thoughts so since you can decide to pray tongues where is the tongues coming from decide in your mind i will pray tongues paul said it i will so it means praying in tongues involves the act of your will Hallelujah. Now, why will you pray in tongues? Something that is coming from your spirit. It means that you have aligned your thoughts, your mind, we and your will with your spirit to talk in tongues. That's what happened. Hallelujah. Your mind and your will aligned with your spirit tongues to bring out tongues in your spirit so your mind and your will will also will, is also involved in bringing out and understanding the inward witness where is the inward witness is in your spirit he that believeth on the son of god has the witness in himself God is not just going to give you the witness. No, there is always a witness within. Hallelujah. Why? Because he said, a new heart I will give you. A new spirit I will put inside of you. He has put the spirit in us. You are not in the flesh. You are in the spirit. You are alive to God. So you always, the believer always has the witness. How do I know? He said that the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. In verse 16, he explains it further in Romans chapter 8. He said the Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. We, he always bears witness 
the witness that we are the sons of God that is always there. When you want to know, if I ask you, are you a son of God? You will not ask God. I say, God, please, I want you to show me. Am I really your son? And then he will not give you a witness. I say, yes, 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 yes. No, hallelujah. God is not always doing that. The witness is there permanently. The light is on. The light is always on. Praise God. The spirit of man is the candle. The light is always on. Remember, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3. If our gospel is hidden, it is hidden to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded their minds, so that the light of the gospel cannot enter. You see that? So for the believer, the light has already entered. The unbeliever does not have the lights, but we have the lights. He calls it the witness. He calls it the spirit. He calls it the spirit of Christ. Hallelujah. Which is eternal life. Any which way we call it. Same thing. We have the witness. We have the lights in our spirit. However, the witness has got to be transported into our mind for our mind to be able to recognize it now we are saying that the believer when his mind is full is is uh, 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 renewed with god's word or he feeds himself with the word of god for whatever you you feed your mind with your will will align towards it. That was why I brought the analogy of the earth, the person who exercise. Who is exercising? The person who is continually exercising himself or herself willingly without being dragged, without being forced, is someone who has fed himself and is continually feeding himself or herself with information about the advantages and the importance of exercise. If I ask everybody, do you believe in exercise? Most of us will say yes. But if I ask us, how many of us exercise regularly? <laughs> I'm sure it will just be very few of us. As much as we think we know. Hallelujah. Why are we not willingly doing it? It's because we have not fed ourselves with enough. We have not, we, our minds have not grabbed it enough. Why will someone want to kill himself in the name of religion? And say, I'm going to blow myself up and it's the highway to heaven. It's because he has fed his mind with it. And saturated his mind. Hallelujah. Since the light is in our spirit, our mind can be blocked from receiving that light, amen, if we, have, if we feed ourselves with the junk and the garbage of the world. Hallelujah. Let me give you this analogy. Let me say it again this way. You have your spirit. You have your mind. In the middle, you have the world, right? So you have the spirit, the world on both ends, and then you have your mind. Your mind, right? If your mind 
aligns with the world, what will happen? It will disconnect from your spirit. The farther it is towards the world, right? The closer it is towards the world's way of thinking, fed, fed by information from the world, fed by information by man's system, okay? The farther it will be away from the things of his spirit, the things happening in the spirit, the inward witness, the lights, the farther away it will be from the lights until it's completely blocked. Not that the light in the spirit is not there, but he is looking towards the information from the world. He's being fed by the system of the world. And so he will not be able to receive the lights. Hallelujah. So what are we now saying? For the believer to be able to recognize and understand the inward witness better, for him to be able to decipher the light, for him to be able to see and recognize the light that is being shown to him concerning the situation, Praise God. Concerning the direction, concerning the particular thing, what does he need to do? He, do, he, he needs uh, to stop feeding himself uh, from with the things of the world. Hallelujah. And feed himself more with uh, the things of the Spirit, uh, the Word of God, praying in tongues, anything uh, that will bring to the fore your spirit man. Hallelujah. The things of your spirit, anything that will exercise your spiritual muscles, anything that will expose you more to the things of your spirit, right? When you do them, it will cause the light or the inward witness in your spirit to be able to, 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 to shine better for you to be able to recognize. So in other words, I'm saying feed on God's word, pray in tongues. Pray, what praying in tongues will do for your spirit is what the word of God will also do for your spirit. Eventually, what will happen? You will not, your will, your, your mind and your will will now be in tune with the spirit, with your spirit, and you'll be able to recognize and carry out the inward witness. Now, type yes if you if you got that. The person that, uh, 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 that said no, so, uh, you didn't understand, type it. Let me know whether you got it. Praise God. Uh, if you didn't get it, we will go over it again so that everyone can get it. Glory to God. Amen. And if you have a question, you can quickly type the question there and I will answer. Praise God. Because we have got to get it. Oh, praise God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank God you got that. So let's go. Let's go a little, a, a little, a, a step further. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, how do we? Uh, 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 let's go back to Philippians chapter four. Yeah, Philippians chapter four. We are just. Explaining the technicalities. The better you understand it, the more you will to recognize, oh, mm, yeah, this is my spirit. That's why, child of God, never, don't stop feeding yourself with God's word. Don't stop hearing the word. Never get tired of hearing the word. Never get tired of listening. Never get tired of reading. You've got to feed yourself. Hallelujah. The Bible says that we are in the world, we are not of the world. The world wants to squeeze us into his own system of thinking. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Somebody say, I'm led of the Holy Ghost. I am led by God. I am led by God. I understand and recognize the leading of the Spirit all the more daily as I give myself to spiritual exercises. Amen. Praise God. Philippians chapter 4. Verse 6, it says, be careful for nothing. Be careful for nothing. What does that mean? Don't worry about anything. Don't fret about anything. Why? Because worries, care, is from the world. Hallelujah. Did you get, get that? They are based on information from the world, from your physical environment, the, from the system. You know, the other day I was listening to uh, to the news and uh, we were talking about, oh, 2023 was going to be a more difficult year, you know, in Nigeria, in many developed, developing nations, uh, things are going to be tighter, you know, things like all those economic things that they just reel, reel around. <laughs> you know, I had to, I had to, no wonder really, there are some men of God who said they never listen to news. They never read newspapers. They never you know, maybe I should adopt that self. I don't know yet. <laughs> you know, because you always, there will always be one story or the other. So you have to keep fighting. Amen. Now, that can, if someone has had a bad year, maybe financial, and then they now tell him again that 2020 is going to be worse. You know, that can create some worries. Yeah, it can create some worries. But Jesus, the Bible now says, don't worry about anything. Because worry will be like the hand, right? That covers the torchlight. <laughs> so, in 2023, if the, if you are, if the Lord is leading you in a particular direction that will that will ensure your prosperity because you are worried what's going to happen the light will be covered the light will be covered and once the light is covered that's a problem praise god you will not be able to recognize the leading again so that's why he says don't worry now, how do you worry? It's just said in Matthew chapter 5. Let's not do it. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew's gospel chapter 6. I'm going to close with these thoughts. Let's go to verse 
dirty. Thirty-one. Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? How are we going to be clothed? If someone is asking that question, those questions, hey, how, how, what are we going to eat? Oh, this one that said the rice is going to be 100,000. What are we going to eat? Oh, what are we going to drink? Oh, oh how are we going to get our rent paid? Oh, how am I going to get this body, debt body over? Oh, how, are, how am I going to survive? Oh, that, 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 that. What is that person doing? The person is taking a thought. Hallelujah. How will you take the thought when you start to voice it out? Jesus said, take no thought saying. So worries come when we take thoughts that are contrary to the word. When we take thoughts from the world based on the information given to us, fed to us by the world. We are taking thoughts. We are feeding our minds with it. We start to worry. Hallelujah. So, the same way it works in concerning the inward witness. So, instead of taking the thoughts of worries and concerns and cares, and fears begin to take the thoughts of God's word. The more you take the thoughts, the more you feed yourself with it. How do you take thoughts? By speaking the thoughts. So, when I start to speak the word of God, what am I doing? I'm taking the thoughts of the Spirit. Hallelujah. When we take the thoughts of God, what will happen? Look at back to Philippians chapter 4. He said, don't be careful about anything. Don't worry about anything. When you take the thoughts of the world, what are you doing? You, are, you start to worry. And what will worry do? Worry will cause your heart to fret. You will be disturbed. There will not be peace. You won't enjoy peace in your mind. Your mind will not be at rest. Your mind will be agitated. Praise God. But if you don't do that, what will happen by seven? The peace of God. So which means, how do I know that I am taking the thoughts of the world when my mind is agitated, when I am not at peace, when I'm not at rest. How do I know that I'm taking the thoughts of God, right? Hallelujah. What will dominate me? It will be the peace of God. What will dominate me? It will be the peace of God. When I speak with other tongues, when I do feed myself with God's word, what should it bring? It should bring peace. The peace, what, what, is it bringing peace that I didn't have? No, it will cause the peace that is in my spirit to bubble forth. It will cause it to be an experience in my mind. 
Hallelujah. 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 And that peace is something that I have. The more I exercise myself in the things of the, of, of, of the Spirit, in the Word of God, the more I train my mind, the more I feed my mind, the more the peace of God I will enjoy. And that peace is a reaction in my spirit. Is a reaction. So when a true reaction from my spirit is coming forth, it will either be the presence of that peace or the absence of that peace. But when my mind is not used to, 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 to enjoy the peace of God, when it is there or when it is absent, I will not know. Did you hear what I said? Colossians chapter and we'll round up with this, and I'll take it up. <laughs> we, we, I'll take, we, we, we'll take this up. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. Let the peace of God rule where? In your heart. Take note, it did not say let the peace of God be in your heart. No. He said let it rule. It means that it is there. The Amplified Bible says, let it rule in your heart, right? Let it uh, act as an umpire, deciding with finality. So the peace of God is important. The peace of God is the reaction of my spirit, right? In the face of information whether good or bad information yeah the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace so i've got the peace of god in me glory to god hallelujah jesus had peace and enjoyed peace even in the midst of the storm so when paul said that uh, he perceived in his heart that this voyage was going to be dangerous. Hallelujah. He, 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 he said that he, 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 was, he was unsettled. Praise God. You know, he had, well, in Acts chapter 20, verse 22 that we saw, he said he was, he was going to Jerusalem bound in the spirit. And there was just this rustling, this, 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 this quietness. In, in, in his coming from his heart. Why was he able to recognize that? Because he had always enjoyed the peace of God. Acts chapter 16, Paul was at peace in the prison in, when, after they were beaten and thrown, or else they would be singing and praising God. He was still at peace, he was still at rest. But when there was an unrest in his spirit, regarding that voyage he was able to recognize it why hallelujah because you know that no normally i'm supposed to be at peace i am not worried i should not be worried about a journey hallelujah but when he is unsettled that 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 rustling is taking place from coming from his heart 
that peace, hallelujah. So which means that peace of God is acting as the umpire, the presence or the absence of it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So that's why you've got to feed yourself with your, your yourself with so with God's word. Therefore, it leads to peace. It leads to you enjoying that peace so that uh, you can always, what would that help you? It will help you to recognize when that peace is present as a reaction to a reaction about an information that you are exposing your mind to. Or if the peace is not there, when you are exposing your mind to that information, you know that, hmm, this, the, this is a, an inward witness concerning this, that, ah, like what we say, the red lights. This is a, a red light concerning this. Glory to God. Remember the story my wife gave the other day, you know, when we wanted to invest in a particular uh, business. I mean, everything on paper was, was correct. I mean, that we are going to make at least double the amount of money we are going to invest in in less than three months. But I, 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 as I wanted to go and deposit, uh, oh, no, no, no. I think we, why we decided, my wife just said, let's just pray about it. And immediately, as we held our hands to just pray, she just, she just removed her hands. She said, hmm. Uh, you know, there was a reaction in her mind. You know, there was a reaction. That was it. Praise God. It was because how was how was she able to pick that? It was because her mind that she had trained her mind to enjoy the peace of God, even in the midst of of turmoil, in the midst of struggles, in the midst of you know uh, uh, not palatable situations she has got to understand that peace in her spirit so when we we she exposed her mind to that information about that business and whether to just ah she just saw it she, she just felt she just reacted hallelujah glory to god and you know to call the long story short we did not get it it even though i didn't catch it i, I didn't catch it on time but she, thank god she did praise god two are better than one Two good heads are better than one. Praise God. Glory to God. You know, our women are more intuitive than the men. Unfortunately, you know, let me not say unfortunately. Uh, 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 well, maybe that's the way they are wired. <laughs> we are too calculative. <laughs> you know, praise God. But thank God we can, we, that, that's when we allow our calculations to dominate our minds. At the expense of our spirit, we pay dearly for it. Praise God. 2023, you will pay dearly for it. Amen. You will align our thoughts with the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. You are alive to God. So the witness is always in. 1 John 5 10. He that believes in the Son has the witness in himself. Praise God. I trust God that this has helped you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you for your word. We will be established in this truth in all righteousness. In the name of Jesus. Amen.